0: the wannabes episode 12 of season two my name is jd
1: what's up jd i'm, a, I'm yeah. dude i'm so tired <laughs> oh my god but it's your boy wasabi dude the 4 4 p.m wall as we were just talking about
0: yeah coming in
1: coming it, in clutch
0: it's almost better to record at like 6 a.m than it is to record at 4 p.m i totally get dude. it dude
1: yeah dude i was like we were about to record it. And I'm like, fuck, I want a nap right now. That's
0: all right. Look, I'll um I just I had a a pretty good day. I'm full of food. I ate again <laughs> since we talked. Nice, so nice. I'm I'm totally digesting, but for some reason, I think it's because I just played with my dog for like literally three minutes. So her oh, energy gosh. her yeah, she's transferred her her dog zoomies onto me. And wow. I'm ready to just get into it there's some smash news we actually have a guest coming on a fellow podcaster and discord member cypher will be joining us in the second half uh to talk about the smash world tour round two 2021 yeah so that's definitely you know if you're mostly interested in that i guess skip to when he comes on but otherwise i know that we have been um kind of talking about a lot of similar themes that i'm ready to just dive into specifically about like energy levels um and things like that so um without you know are are you ready to hop into it
1: yeah no let's let's do it
0: yeah so i think one thing that stuck with me from last week was the idea of waves like a wave of energy and the consistency of it and the ups and downs versus what we were calling it before and what drove my kind of inner monologue was the idea of sprints. And I think I carried from our conversation last week to, you know, to a day to day rhythm of really trying to think of it differently. Like there's an undercurrent that I have some control over, even though I can't will myself to have a certain energy level I can still do the things that make me feel comfortable that I know are reliable. Like you, you bring up a lot of times, like give energy back as a priority that should happen. And without getting too into the weeds of how my week went, I think overall um, I was pretty proud of, you know, my energy levels and being able to, be cognizant of the times where I would either like watch content or slack off or take breaks or, you know, do what Mm -hmm. in excess would be bad. My main goal was to just be mindful of those things. And then I was able to, you know, practice piano a little bit, like make some music a, a few days, journal a few days, um, play mindful melee a few days and even though you know i i wouldn't call it like a top-notch week if we're comparing it to pre-covid times um it definitely felt good to you know even though i had like a beer or two every night stuff like that i was still aware of where i was um and so i guess i just want to chalk that up to a win you know and just say hey good job me but there's still more work to be done which is kind of a good feeling
1: yeah man congrats i mean that's really awesome it sounds like you had a really really productive and like energizing week
0: at least comparatively yeah i think there's a trap i often get into where i will um kind of get ahead of it and like put stops to it intentionally where Mm-hmm. One or two things can happen. Either I can like kind of push myself down and be like, "No, this isn't good enough." Um, you know, you're not like look, tomorrow. Let's really grind. Like now, you've had a few good days. Tomorrow, we're gonna kick some ass, and you're gonna do all this shit. And then that's where honestly it becomes a sprint, and, and there's no real better word for it because it's it is chaotic and it is unsustainable. Or the other way around where I'm caught, like, patting myself on the back and saying, okay, you're done, or you could take a break, or tomorrow doesn't have to be that good. Um, mm-hmm. And even within those two almost extremes, there's, you know, it's every, every decision day to day, you know, if I sit down at nine o'clock and I start my work day either in a productive way or an unproductive way that there's a little decision here or there. And I guess what I'm really trying to pay attention to and not force or not have too strong of goals, but just figure out what leads me to make the initial decisions that kind of start off the slant of the day. Is it going to be an upslant or a down slant? And as long as those things are mindful, then it doesn't take a ton of willpower to course correct in the moment. And then, Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't become like a huge macro battle of like, where's my life headed? What am I doing this week? What's if what's in front of me? Why aren't I, it doesn't become about that. It's just, all right, wait, maybe I could just clean my desk real quick. I don't need to do everything. Just, Just, just clean my desk, you know, or you didn't drink enough water this morning like you didn't really drink a lot of water just drink a little water like tiny Mm -hmm. tiny things did i did you get your water is that what you just got off screen (laughs) so i think i think when the goal becomes so um close to nothing but still something it's Mm -hmm. you know the goal is still firmly a thing it's just no one would ever call it a big goal um then you could kind of chain them in a cool way where you know you and, and it the inertia of one kind of carries into the other and all of a sudden you did five things yeah. and then you know maybe you don't carry that fifth thing into the sixth thing into infinity but then you actually do take a break you know like you, you actually do allow yourself to to relax. And then maybe you're in the same kind of zone that you would be on a normal, quote unquote, bad day. But now you have five things done before like 11 o'clock or whatever. And that allows you to kind of kick yourself back up again and and start another chain, even if it's two or three things or maybe if it's just one thing, you know, and Mm -hmm. I guess – I've just been trying to spend a lot of time understanding the relationship of my own momentum and my own inertia in the things that logically I know I want to do, but for whatever reason can't get myself to do. And I actually wanted, I I know the timing didn't work out. I, I wanted to play you today because I'm really curious how that affects my melee and this is kind of my last mm-hmm. point before i i hand it off proper but you know i think one of the reasons i love the game so much because i did get a chance to play a little later in the week when i felt like i had already i guess accomplished things during the week mm-hmm. and i was able to get into a more comfortable head headspace and uh, i mentioned in weeks past getting into the game through anger like that was not my way into the game and I'm realizing that Melee almost is, is such a mirror into my own mindset rather than the it, It's it's like a it, it's like a parallel wave of myself rather than a separate thing. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. all linked and I could see it through the game. If I can't feel it, then I could kind of use that as a like a stud finder you know it just yeah it'll go off and i'm like all right something's wrong let me readjust or oh wow actually it feels good right now like maybe i'm doing something right and then i keep doing what i'm doing um i'm wondering if if any of that really uh resonates with you
1: yeah yeah i think one of the first things is that um in regards to like motivation and burnout like have you heard uh there was a little snippet um the where dr k from healthy gamer talks about it and i think what you described about like just being like oh yeah like i just did these one or two things and maybe i won't do the third thing but that's okay sort of thing is like this idea of i think moving goal posts and are you, are you familiar with that term
0: moving goalposts yeah i haven't yeah, heard yeah. his snippet on it so I'm, I'm intrigued already
1: yeah so i mean essentially the gist of it and and um I'll, I'll link you the video like once i find it after this talk but essentially it's like you know if, if i said like oh i want to run like every day starting now for health reasons weight reasons or whatever like that's not possible like you got to build up to it and stuff like that and and really it's it's about being like being it like I think we try to move too quickly once we get like our first achievement. Mm-hmm. So like, say like if I went running, like when I started running over the summer, actually, like, you know, I'd be like, okay, like, I'll just try to run once a week, you know? And that started feeling good and it felt pretty automatic. And then, you know, I think people are like, okay, like I can run like once a week, let's let's bump it up to three now, you know? And, and they immediately try to move it instead of being like, okay, like let, some weeks, like we're feeling it, let's run two. And then if we do one still, that's okay also, you know? And we're really keeping the goalpost in line. And and the reason why you see a lot of burnout, especially in highly competitive and like academic centers, for example, like say like he was talking in context of med school and and stuff like that, is that the goalpost is always being moved, you know. Like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, like I'm I'm doing this okay, let's push a little further. Let's push a little further besides like rather than kind of like taking a breath, taking a stop and really realizing like, Oh wow, like I'm able to do it like twice a week now, you know, instead of like looking Mm -hmm. for their head. And I think that causes burnout because you are essentially getting the wins and not actually taking time to like recognize it at all, which is really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. And, and it's always in this mentality of starvation or like, or, not enough you know where it's like oh i'm not doing enough i'm not doing enough and it's like dude you went from like you know not running at all to running like two week two times a week like that's pretty big you know and i think like that is like what he meant by moving post. so so i always really like that term because it's about not just like it's not about like pushing yourself further but rather keeping things consistent
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense and i think I can just think back to times where I even if you do get it for that first however much time, it's just not really meeting yourself where you're at, you know, to to quote a, a famous Ventus. And I think yeah, <laughs> I think when we are on a hot streak or when we're doing well or Maybe it's an external factor that kicks us into gear, you know. There's a really natural movement into this, you know, I feel great, let's keep this party going. And that's tough to kinda emulate over time and to and to do a different things. Some people can do it and then they they crash and some people just you know I guess it fall depends. Into it. Yeah, I guess some people like, you know, if if I'm trying to think of of people that that find success through it, and it's hard to understand, you know, a long term thing. Sometimes, like, if you're in a position where you have no choice or something, or there's so much external pressure that you just like, all right, let's just do it, right? Then Mm -hmm. you're able to suppress it long enough that even though you get the job done, or you find that short-term success i think it's just clear as day that those type of people will eventually burn out and burn out super hard and it becomes um just a a spiral that's hard to catch you know and you know someone like me who generally in the course of my life has never been great at organizing my day you know or um sticking to things for too long or being super reliable like these are all weaknesses of mine and what really is fueling this this time um is is a it's a proper understanding of like if i'm going to achieve a a job that is both creative and um like self-governing like Basically, if I'm going to get my goal of being a, a professional content creator, then consistency is something I need to train. Because if I don't have that, it's impossible. That job does not exist. I'm not a savant artist that can just sit and paint something so amazing that someone will buy it for you know $30,000 and set me up for the whole year. That, I, I don't have that. You know i i have creativity i have you know talents and skills but in this environment you need to be consistent that's and i've known this for a while i, I guess i just haven't internalized it you know yeah. to, to the degree that's necessary to make a life change um
1: but i think what is a life
0: change to
1: begin with right like it's it's more of like not like very rarely are like life changes like oh like snap now they're never like everything everything changes you know like and i think that's the thing is like life changes gradual still and like from what i'm here it's similar to like if you even if you look like from a scientific standpoint with like people quitting smoking or people quitting like whatever right it's like always that you know they start out with just like resisting sometimes and sometimes they'll fall back in and sometimes they fall back out but it's a gradual process and so consistency in my head is the same thing for for positive change for anything whether that's like with any sort of addiction obsession or like healthy change like running exercising stuff like that right like Mm -hmm. i think it's under building it into your day-to-day life but like that doesn't happen like with a like one decision that you're gonna do it you know and i think that like that's what i think separates like as you said like the the content creators that are like doing well now is that like they they have consistent videos and stuff like that and like even look like, at really good players right like they're playing they're playing every day like i really wish i played every day this week but i i got super busy with work and i got really tired that like you know this was kind of a little bit of an off week for me and hmm and and i'm not beating myself up from it and hopefully i you know i can pick it up next week again but like that's just sort of what happens because i'm in you know sometimes a little bit of a different world with my own jobs and responsibilities compared to other people and i think it doesn't matter because the end metric for me is you know melee and how good i am versus them and so if they're better than me then you know having time is is both a privilege and a blessing and a talent you know and i think you know as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that, but I think that like relating it back to your content stuff and making those changes it's it's really how how do I put it It's really about like just picking one thing and and running with it and then and then you do you know you learn to do it automatically and then and then adding another thing when you think you can do it but I think like trying to fit everything all in one go is like where the sprints and the burnouts happen because it's just you can't do everything when i go like from a both an emotional sense in this standpoint but even like with a physical sense it's just like asking me to like i don't know run as fast as like right let's do something ridiculous run as fast as you say in both right like right you know it, it's something ridiculous is that you know and and that's the difference is like athletes also like had to take weeks to build up to main season, right? That's why you have a pre-season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good way to put it. And there's two things that, that reminds me of one is a, it, it might seem a little unrelated and I think, I think it'll find some footing here, but I've been playing with this thought experiment lately
2: mm-hmm.
0: where um, it's a way to control impulses and, or at least to try to, con- to, to control impulses. And either if that's from like buying something or having, you know, a dessert or, or whatever is just something I'm like, you know what, maybe I don't need to do this. What I say is in my head, if I do this, then I'll be happy. And I say that because it's an absurd statement, right? But it's, it's what the instinct is is actually saying it's what the instinct or the impulse i should say is hinting at is go get go get that cake right and so to put words to it it's like okay impulse you're telling me what you're telling me if i eat this cake then I'm, i'm happy i'm gonna be happy like own that statement because that i don't believe you right and mm-hmm. so that's just something I, that I've been playing with because I think a lot of this is kind of the inverse of the good, which is like is just preventing the 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 bad, you know, things that suck energy away. Like I've I've been drinking a not a lot of beer, like literally, literally one beer a night is like my habit. You know, people have a glass of mm-hmm. wine. I like I like IPAs. Shout outs to Costco IPAs, by the way. I don't know if you've ever. I-
1: no, no. I heard Cody put a tweet out actually. IBDW that Costco IPAs are like High Lies. High Lies are one of my favorites. outs to Cody IBDW for putting me on that shit. The so, hot tip. Yeah, yeah High are amazing. They're from Cigar City Brewery in down in Florida. But if Costco tastes like High Lies, then yeah, they must be the shit.
0: Yeah, they're amazing. yeah. So I got a twenty-four pack of those, and like. You know, things like that where if I sometimes if I feel like a stress or I get in like a little argument with Ashley or a family member or then that's the first thing I reach for is like another one. Right. Another beer. Mm -hmm. And so I think ultimately, like it's not that another beer is going to kill me, but maybe instead of um, that, you know, like it's just these little decisions that we're talking about that ultimately make up like the direction we're going and someone like Usain Bolt made a lot of little decisions in a row and ultimately became easier and easier for those to be way less negatives than positives and then the positives just kept going up and up and up you know so that's one thing that just reminded me of what what you're saying
1: yeah I mean even think about you know relating it back to melee like think about when we learned how to wave shine Mm -hmm. right you're just happy with one at first but how many can you do now like you can do across fd i'm sure uh, you know based on how many times you've played chess sure uh, you know and and that's the thing is like you don't think about doing eight wave shines till the end you're just looking and being like okay like let me just push him to the corner you know but like when we're first starting one or two is you're we're taking the wins there you know and i think you know that's a very simplified version of it but like
0: yeah, you just do one and get an smash. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it still works. It's still applicable. I think also, like, just, like, yeah, like, you'll, you'll like, I don't know, like, I messed up this week. I got, I, like, got, you know, a little bit drunk on Monday because I pulled a shiny Charizard because my new hobby is <laughs> Pokemon cards. Yes, And I was popping off because I wanted this card. I wanted this, like, $300 card. I wanted to pull it myself. And I was so happy that I could stop spending money on it. <laughs> uh let me see where it is it is right here you got it yeah you got that that. look at that fucking black charizard it's really nice high
0: and i'm seeing other pictures pop up on twitter i'm like my son's got that ahead of y'all
1: yeah yeah but i think like balancing two hobbies has has been has been tough but before i I get into that Mm -hmm. i think to, to close it about like impulses like I agree with you. Like the logic way works. That doesn't work for me. What works for me is um just being like okay, like let's wait ten minutes. If I still want something in ten minutes, like that's how I lost a bunch of weight over like the pandemic. Is like I was like okay, like if I'm hungry in ten minutes, I'll eat and I won't feel guilty about it. But sometimes I forget. You know, sometimes there there are some days where I was like, oh, I'm actually full. Cool. Right. I'm good now. And and that was it. That was as simple as it is. I ate when I wanted to eat, but I was like. I gave myself like a ten minute buffer to be like to either forget about it or realize that I was full.
0: Sometimes you need a trick, like a, you need a trick. Just yeah. something like, and I think something like that. Did you hear that from someone? Is that something you picked up?
1: Uh, shout shoutouts to I think Yipes, IFC Yipes, who okay. is a Street Fighter commentator. I think I heard him say that.
0: Yeah, I think all these types of things impulse control or getting yourself to do good things just if you're like self-betterment sometimes just a trick like that is What whatever you got to do man <laughs> there's no point in
1: being stubborn for it honestly right there's like zero benefit of being stubborn what matters is just getting it done in bad, right
0: well yeah willpower is limited and speaking of willpower let's talk about mm-hmm. your power my friend yeah, will um where
1: are we going with this
0: well, you brought up um, hobbies, and this is something that I, I could talk about multiple hobbies all yeah. the time. And I'm just curious, like, how's the Pokemon going besides the Charizard? Like, show me some Lost Porn, maybe. some. Uh, <laughs> how much have you been spending? Oh, no. Shit like that.
1: uh a good amount. Good amount. We'll keep the number. I'll, I'll, I'll message the number later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a, a little bit over, like, a thousand since getting into it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh yeah lots of scalpers lots of bots i've never been more like malding than losing to a bot and getting blocked by the pokemon center because i've tried to refresh too many times oh my god i don't Um, even know what that means yeah but essentially like i don't know it's weird i've never really had to balance two hobbies really before like i think I tried to do it while streaming and video editing, but that was still related to Melee. This is kind of like a whole other hobby unrelated to Melee at all. And I haven't had that since I picked up the game. So it's been really interesting, especially if you know me, like, of course, UJD, where I'm very much like single focus, single minded on things. Mm-hmm. So I think there are like some weeks. It's weird. It, it's sort of like a trade off. And I haven't really found like the right balance for it. I'm excited to start figuring that out because i really wanted just that one card and like i i really like collecting so it's gonna be something that i'm gonna keep on doing but i i feel a much less sense of like urgency because i pulled the card that like the number one card that i really wanted you know where you like you see it and you're like ah fuck that's sick you know and i think i need to find like balance it because it's kind of the thing i, I do when i don't want to think you know like watching people open packs or opening packs is like somewhat cathartic i found out and i really do enjoy that but it just takes a lot of time and i think like I, i'm very stubborn in a sense where it's like oh i think i can hack this you know because i that's sort of what i do when that's how my sprints work is like i look at something and i'm like yeah i could do that you know mm-hmm. like video editing like combo video i was like yeah i could i could do that and you saw the nyc animal crossing combo video you right know, like you pulled some all-nighters so for that right i pulled like four like three all-nighters for
0: this
1: <laughs> uh yeah i know and and so i think i'm like oh cool i can crack this and once i crack it it'll be fine except it's you really can't because there are other people no lifing it harder than i am on it right and have bots to help them which is fucking rigged but you know we'll, we'll take it uh so i think it's it's really just trying to find balance right now I'm, I'm starting to do it because i'm starting to make more rules for myself i set a budget for myself so i'm like okay like i, I know how much i'm looking for i kind of feel like there's because i'm more informed and knowledgeable of, of the scene and community i can kind of know what's a good price versus a bad price and like I think like the hard thing is like not being tempted to like just buy from the scalpers that are like scalpers that are like, you know, upcharging like a you know like one hundred fifty to two hundred percent for like, you know, like a twenty thirty dollar tin of sure. like five packs, and I think that's really the big thing. It's still super tempting, but like I kind of got past the first wave now, and I'm trying to find balance. I think more than what cards threw me off this past week and the reason i haven't been playing melee is because um what i just got drunk on monday and that wasn't like a really great start because i you know it was just like i felt I get tired it. throughout the whole week right um but i had some damn good scotch honestly to celebrate <laughs> and then um and then aside from that work's just been busy and i mean that's the other thing right we're talking about hobbies but like work's still super demanding on my end mm-hmm. super fun I mean I it's something that I want to it, it feels it's a career for me you know and right. so that is where my future sort lies so it's it's really figuring out how how do I work around it I think it's easier with melee because like I could just like hop in and like just play by myself or find someone to play for 30 minutes and that's cool I think with pokemon it's like a little weird because you have to be like kind of on edge a little bit at every point whether like your phone buzzes and there's an alert that like something dropped or something you know and so I'm I'm just trying to set boundaries so that like I know how much effort and energy to like give to that so it's sustainable. Yeah. So I'm really just like kind of pulling back because like when I ask myself like what makes me the most happy, like is it it's just still easily like my work in melee. Mm-hmm. You know, and but I also think that Pokemon has moved past a phase. And and I really enjoy being a collector and it's really nostalgic being like a big Pokemon fan as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, Oh man, this is, this is just so relatable to me because I'm a notorious hobby hopper where mm-hmm. I, and I I've come to, you know, that's just who I am. Right. Like I'm, I'm always trying to figure, cause I, I think of like, my philosophy is that we all have some level of talent and stuff. And finding those things and like having that is one of the most enjoyable things that a a person can experience is like discovering and fostering a talent. And the only way to do that is to just try a bunch of shit all the time and, you know, figure out if you like it. And usually the first couple, whatever, you know, sometimes it's minutes or sometimes it's months are the most rewarding. Um, as an adult, the big challenge is like converting that into a long-term source of enjoyment. Or is this just a thing that I pick up and never do it again? And that has like a bit of bitterness to it of like, man, uh, I wish I could get back into that. And, and so you don't want to ha- like collect too many hobbies because then you're just stuck with a bunch of like, Oh, I could have been so good at that. Oh, that would have been cool. You know? And I mean, personally, I think, a a, a hot start is great i think coming in and like really having a ton of temptation and like this is all i want to do and this is like a big passion and all that i think that's a strong sign um that it's like worth doing and i think once it kind of inevitably crashes into like wait what am i doing with my life <laughs> like but yeah. you know this isn't my life now like i'm not a pokemon collector and you realize like the people who have been doing it for a while will outpace you same thing with melee same thing with music same thing with literally any anything like that it's like what you, you reach a point where your fervor has to give in to reality and then mm-hmm. then as you said like you get over the first wave and then it's like the second wave which is a lot more chill and a lot honestly i think a lot more fun because yeah because then you get to see yourself doing it for an extended period of time maybe not the rest of your life because that's still a ridiculous thing to say about anything but like yo pokemon cards are fucking cool like they they have great art it's it's kind of that little like I mean it is gambling, like gambling's fun. It is it is
1: gambling, yeah. It's <laughs> the only thing I'm not a gambler, but I do like this.
0: But it's the same thing like with stocks, right? Like I got back into yeah. the stock market so heavily with the GameStop thing, and then that came down and I felt like shit because I didn't get out like enough to actually make money, like I broke even mm-hmm. ultimately. And oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't lose anything, but I definitely, you know, bought in again and saw it like everything canceled out essentially. And, and so I felt like shit and I felt like an idiot. And then, you know, I, I got back into it, but in a lot less of a frantic, like, all-or-nothing way. And then the Dogecoin thing started, and I I made a little bit of money on that, actually. But Nice,
1: I, nice. We like, we like profits.
0: Yeah, and, like, a little bit, but then I also, like, tried to play it, and I, then I got fervorous into crypto. But, yeah. I, but then, you know, that gave way to, like okay, now I'm going to do dollar cost averaging for like $150 a month on actual coins. And mm-hmm. so I think a, a transition to, like from that first like burst of energy into, hey, maybe I could do this a couple days a week or like, you know, a, a couple times a month or, or whatever and actually enjoy it. It's like, you know, that's, that's kind of what this stage of our life is for. I think it's such the right thing to to be looking for especially now when everything's fucked up we can't see our friends <laughs> it's
1: yeah, yeah. so it's like... i get the stock thing too because i i got super into stocks honestly mm-hmm. i my stock uh had to take a little break when i when i did pokemon you know granted i i got into stocks over the summer so you know the it, it was good for me.
0: Yeah, you you um, wrote a nice wave for sure. I wrote
1: a very, very nice wave, uh <laughs> uh very truthfully. So my portfolio is doing really well and it's something that I'm gonna do. I learned a lot about investing and right. there was a time where, you know, honestly I was like as into it, reading articles, learning about the stock market, learning about the bars and the chart patterns. I wasn't day trading Dogecoin like like you were, but you know, I i was I was doing a lot of I, I put a lot of money in, in stocks as well. And mm-hmm. And, and learned a lot from it. And I think... And some losses. Like, surprisingly, Zoom was, like, probably one of my worst performing stocks, which you would think was... <laughs> you'd time it better, but, I you know, I did it. And yeah. so I think that's what happens. And, you know, I think it's so interesting, too, because out it's, it's such a different hobby from Melee and, like, other, like, creative endeavors because it involves, like, a monetary value with it mm-hmm. and also, like, is sort of this... Like, how, like, there's a FOMO to it. I think the, what I loved you said was, like, kind of finding your own pace, you know? Because yeah. I kind of view it as, like, from my days of cross-running back in high school, like, you, you can't sort of, like, you, when I used to run 5Ks, like, you can't really chase other people because you'll kind of just, like, burn out at the start. Sure. Like you can do it at the end because there's a distinct end, except these hobbies don't have a distinct end. Right. And and really, it's about just keeping your head down, looking at your feet, making sure you don't trip, you know, running up a hill, running down a hill. But, like, you can't chase people. And I think even when you see incredible people, like, you know, let's bring up Cody, IBDW, right, as a player, Aklo, all of that stuff, like, they did melee in their own pace still. Like, they weren't chasing people. They were just, like, their pace was just faster than other people, sure. you know? And I think that's okay. You know, there are people that have a much slower pace that still get there, like Scythe, Rishi, and Ginger, you know? Yeah. And, And they took, like, what, a decade to get top 100, right? So, like, it just takes time. But, like, I think people trying to, like, exert outside of their pace is by chasing someone else is where you can trip up rather than just thinking, how do I find my pace and then from there make my times better
0: yeah i love that man um well i think we we are five minutes over when our guest is going to come in but i i'll I'll keep it open to any closing words if there's anything you wanted to bring up on this topic before we switch
1: uh that's about it i'm gonna you know streaming melee is really tough you know i just really want that to be like a quiet space for me to like focus and meditate honestly Hmm. um Unless like I'm talking with someone over Discord like with you and stuff like that, right? But I think I'm gonna try to start streaming Pokemon card openings. That's Just funny. Chill, yeah. Um, and so I'm probably check that out for later this week. I have a few. I have a lot of cards coming in actually uh, this week. So do it, man. So I'm I'm probably gonna do a card stream, uh, probably Friday or Saturday night, something like that. So we'll we'll figure out when I'll I'll make a post and do something about it, and. Outside of that, check out my bet match with Doodle Dudester. Yeah, and uh, if he wins, he gets a discounted uh, notched up controller from me, and if I win, I get a free art commission. So that's gonna be fun. I have a two stock handicap, which means that I'm down two stocks at each of the best of three. But uh, that's happening Saturday yeah, so check that out.
0: Shout outs to our discord popping off like always. Such shout out
1: shout outs fun yeah, group of homies at the time. yeah, it's eleven thirty eleven thirty a m Pacific Standard Time. so that's two thirty for the east Coast people,
0: oh yeah, word. Well, speaking of East Coast, we got one coming in, and uh Ooh. we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. So, earlier this week, Smash had a huge announcement. Both Ultimate and Melee will be participating in the Smash World Tour to help us dissect the implications and the waves that are being brought throughout the community. We have brought on a fellow podcaster, a Discord homie. You can watch and listen to his content uh, on the bottom of the smash mountain podcast thank you for joining us cypher how you doing man
2: i'm doing wonderful jd wasabi thank you so much for having me on
0: yeah so one reason i wanted to have you on was uh you are uh an active member of our discord and you brought up a lot of really interesting questions to us that i felt we we could try to answer, but I'd rather talk it through with the with you. Um, you are very much into this space, and I'm not going to call you an expert. I don't think anyone's an expert that's not directly <laughs> influenced with you know that's that's not making the decisions of Smash World Tour. But um, we we talked a little bit before recording, and we had some really you know juicy topics we wanted to touch on so uh first take me through kind of where you're thinking um an overview of the smash world tour from your perspective just where you at with it
1: one can i add one thing also before you answer that cypher yes. I, i'd love to hear uh your account your retelling of your podcast willing the smash world tour into existence of course because it was like you just finished recording right about how you wish it happened and then suddenly it hit the news hit twitter right yeah
2: and that was just the wildest feeling that i think i've experienced in recording my podcast thus far i had on another wannabes podcast discord member homie doodle dude on and we were talking about his origin story and talking about reactions to different things in the past few years one of which was the announcement of the smash world tour 2020 which before the idea of rollback before the idea of any sort of online competition we had so many wonderful hype events and One of the pipe dreams of the Melee community in particular was, will we ever get a circuit back? We had that so long ago in the MLG days when, I I mean, I hardly knew about Melee at that point. So that's one of those pipe dreams. And yes, when we were talking about how sad we were about the fact that it had to be canceled due to COVID, we get done recording and the rest of the podcast was great. Doodle was a great guest and then we have this announcement come out of smash world tour 2021 i was so ecstatic i was so excited just watching the the 37 or something second trailer on twitter from bgbc going this is this is the this is like the biggest thing of the year so far 2021 melee this is awesome and then i think once i started reading into it a little bit more on the smashworldtour.com website about the the specific details, I think I started to cool down a little bit because it wasn't what I anticipated. The biggest thing that I was not expecting to see is that for the Melee side of the Smash World Tour, they're having it for Ultimate as well, is that the Melee side of things, they are going to try to have them held in person, IRL. It's the big question, the big... Anticipation of, oh, so now there's somebody, an authoritative, tournament organizing group in our melee community who are finally saying, this is when we want to get back to land. This is when we want to stop with the online, uh, the online tournament side of things. Not that it's stopping permanently, just that where we're going to try to stamp dates down onto the calendar and return to it hopefully at that time so that's what i was thinking oh okay so there's that leaves a lot of questions in the air that we don't know right now because we're not in the end of the year yet in the end of summer fall time of the year yeah
0: that's definitely i think the biggest thing i wanted to talk about as well um and honestly i didn't even know until you and and some other people brought it up because I thought it would be an insane thing to try to do, and I, it. I guess it makes sense that they don't want to mess with making Slippy a part of their structure. They would. How sad is it that would they would rather risk on COVID than they would from Nintendo? Nintendo's a bigger threat to this in their eyes than COVID is. And yeah. yeah yeah it's it's fucked up it's it's like you know there there can't be and i think honestly part of me is is actually convinced that there's some politicking going on here where they might think that you know nintendo will step in and grant them permission to do like you know,
1: I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't I know, man.
0: Trying to play around the rules. I, I guess, but it's just—it seems so insane. Based Nintendo
1: off doesn't of... care about COVID. Sorry to cut you off. No, I, I hear it. I... It just pisses me off. But like, fuck Nintendo. We're not a Nintendo podcast. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. But like, but like, yeah. Nintendo doesn't care about COVID. It didn't care about COVID then. It's not gonna care about COVID now. I think. I want to be excited about it, but I guess in my head, I think it's super hype. And what I see happening is that they're really, VGBC is trying to be kind of, they're making a hard read. They're trying to be first movers into the post-pandemic world. Mm. And, and from a, you know, I think, like will it benefit the community yes like it's it has something that we're all looking for i think would we want it to be simpler because nintendo is a shit company yes but you know that's just not going to happen i think what i i going back to the in irl events is that i think what i'm worried about is that you'll have panelists from these events being the finals where they'll play it and i'm worried that the competition won't be there you know, I think we'll have some players that are willing to be there, but how many of them are going to risk going out there and, and, and if they can afford to, sure. right? You know, some of them are just students, you know, on their family's insurance, or some of them have family members that are immunocompromised. So I think, you know, for the pro players of the world, maybe it's more possible, but You know, for the average top 20 player, you know, who's, you know, hanging out with their family during this quarantine time that has like an immunocompromised parent or two or sibling, then I think that's going to be a really tough decision. You know, we we saw those decisions being made even um, towards the tail end of Hax's Nightclub, right? And and, and that's what ultimately caused Hax's Nightclub to to end back in March. And so I, I am really worried about that um that being said i think what i've seen events being done before but it's normally in a way more closed space so like for example um street fighter league was done during covid right and they filmed each week like after each day but it was about like 20 20 to 30 players in one space but they were all contained and i think the thing about it having one irl event and involving travel in it that's that's where i kind of get worried on the logistics of it
0: yeah there's there's so many i think when you when you put something together like this with so many things up in the air it's like, like okay the first irl event is in june in yes um it says oceana but that's that's australia right australia it's it's gonna be yeah so that's like, that's worry. gonna happen australia's got their shit together uh, my sister lives there and even Th- the they're worst parts than us yeah <laughs> <laughs> well
1: there... we can just admit it We're just, we can just admit it nintendo shit. us a shit australia? I'm, bad. I'm, I'm tired i'm sorry i'm sorry okay, I'm okay. all I'm right fine. well let's
0: <laughs> just let, let's take this one at a time right so <laughs> clearly they're doing way better and east yeah. asia is, is is very similar so bgw is in japan and i i know that they're you know they're not perfect but, but they're doing much better than us too so there is a big assumption once this gets and and europe is it has its struggles as well i mean uh, uh i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna pretend to be an expert on this but i know that the uk is mirroring the united states in a lot of a lot of ways in terms of handling the virus so august Mm -hmm. so we're really looking to august as the first kind of can this actually happen like is this actually going to go through and i mean august 7th and 8th we're probably gonna a few weeks behind you know like I, i i just feel like right now there aren't Necessarily, questions being asked on the safety and and what metrics are we using to to say like this is how many people are going to be allowed in the venue? Are we just going off of the government's rules? How are people going to actually come over to the like where's the finals going to be? Are they like they say TBA? Does that just mean what country is not going to have a travel ban and they're going to fly them all to that country? Is that going to be affordable? Is that going to be safe? Like. There are so many questions that are popping up that I I don't see on their website. I don't see safety as like th- they say. Unfortunately, you know, through the COVID nineteen, but like that didn't stop in twenty twenty. It's still happening. So I I'm I know that the teams, the team members that they have on for. Uh, for instance, like the seeding is great; they're a great team, but that's not the executive of all this stuff. So th- there's no answers to this. Like I'm not even a- a- anticipating either of you guys to have a clue because I have no idea, like what what's going to go on. But like we need to be asking these questions of how is this going to actually be carried out because our community has no control over how the virus is going to be spreading at that time you know like shit man it it just feels too ambitious it it it, it's great to see but if we're like this this should just be an online thing Uh, ultimate online sucks ass why are we doing ultimate online like it's so backwards, you know? <laughs> let all the ultimate kids get sick. Like l- let us play online. Oh, I don't know. Whoa, <laughs> no on No 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 know. I know You're the I one play. who's getting Look, played. look. COVID COVID doesn't affect children, all right? Let the ultimate players oh, play I'm in real- yeah. IRL.
1: It's a it's a tilting topic. I mean, let's let's admit that first. This is a very hard topic to talk about because of how frustrating the pandemic has been and it's affected a lot of people we know, loved ones maybe. And, and so it is tough to talk about it and imagine someone planning an IRL event even if it's for the sake of Melee. And,
2: and for, the, for the sake of fairness, uh, just to put a context to this, we're recording the day after this gets announced, right? And the first thing that BGBC is probably concerned about is bringing back awareness to the Smash World Tour, coming back, generating the hype, I hope to see in the near future, and I think that this is a fair expectation, a video of some kind, content of some kind from, I I mean, Gimmer comes to mind, but there are other people involved with the VGBC that are in charge of making decisions who need to talk about the safety aspect of this. One of my crazy conspiracy theories that just kind of was baking in my head just now is that we're all saying that the melee events are IRL, but we're going to actually have them be slippy wink wink. you know what I'm saying because mm. they have done nothing to address they have done nothing to address the, the safety aspect of it through the website to your point, JD, there's like a and unfortunately last year COVID-19 had to cancel the 2020 World tour, but we're excited to tentatively bring it back this year and acting like it's going to definitely happen at the same time. It is, to me, I I think that one of the things that I think of is that the NFL or the NBA are multi billion billion dollar corporations and and leagues that can throw an almost seemingly infinite amount of money into any logistical issue, but this is the Smash community. <laughs> we have <laughs> when... more
0: money than that. We're even we're we're like double the NBA essentially.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, if we're fine. if we're thinking about like
1: like cost, even right, COVID test roughly cost one twenty five, right? You got thirty two players in one space, not even including staff. Times that by thirty two, that's four thousand dollars just to make sure safety precautions
2: are good for one of to the... to to one to run one test for everyone
1: to run one test for just the players, just the top thirty two, right?
2: Players.
0: And then are they going to have insurance or like? You know, yeah. are they going to be covering medical costs of people if they get sick mm-hmm. through this? Like, it's just yes. I, I first off, Cipher, I, I, what you said about like the wink, wink, this is actually going to be online. Hopefully, we're not giving up the game here because if that's what they're doing, take take back everything I said. They are geniuses. I love them so much. If they, <laughs>
1: we're gonna clip that. We're clipping just that. If that happens, yeah. If they,
0: if they like say oh this is the event because then you actually that's that's genius because they put nintendo in a bind where nintendo would have to come in and like brute force shut down an event and say a world tour of the melee's first tour and say you have to hold this in person you have to and like we, we thought the free melee like big house drama was bad imagine nintendo stepping in to tell people to tell gamers that the only way for them to compete is to risk their lives like that is the worst pr i could possibly imagine like i don't know
1: it's it's gonna drop with their where with their latest smash bros and and pokemon dlc though that's what we're forgetting yeah but I think to move the conversation forward, because it is a really, as I said, a tough topic to, to talk about and, and frustrating because of the lack of information that was given. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm hoping for the wink-wink situation. But, you know, on the positive, right? I think it it makes it seem like there's something to aim towards for, for a lot of players. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really gonna be exciting and it's really ballsy, and such a hard read for VG Bootcamp to either bet on a wink, wink situation, peer pressuring situation, or just vaccines work and we're we're okay. Though I'm a little worried about that. With obviously, let's not forget the other variants of of COVID now. But you know, they're really trying to be first movers into this, and I think what I think that's exciting. You know, that is really, really exciting, and it gives something to, like, look forward to in 2021 outside of, like, oh, this online tournament here, or, oh, this online tournament there, or, oh, we're region locked here. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that's really big, and I think it had to be VGBC also. I think that's also the big thing, is it just that is the only body that Smash has with that much pull also
2: and backing by twitch i mean that's I, yeah that let's has not to be forget where the prize money is coming let's from. not
1: forget jeff
0: bezos loves mailer <laughs> oh yeah and we love jeff bezos <laughs> oh boy no that's a one-sided relationship for sure i have yeah.
1: thoughts about that so uh no fuck we'll, we'll, fuck, we'll, fuck i'll get bezos. more tilted
0: <laughs> yeah that guy's a piece of shit but basically i think you guys are really on point with kind of what needs to be brought up like I'm I'm not even concerned about who's going to win like oh what events are going to be hype like this is all about the legitimacy of is this going to happen because because ultimately like I think our scene is pretty conservative when it comes to the, the coronavirus mm-hmm. I think that we do err on the side of caution and that uh, if this happens it's not going to be a reckless thing like. These IRL events, uh, I, I trust that if they do come out, there's going to be a good amount of due diligence to make sure it's safe. Yeah. It's just a matter of can it be pulled like off. That.
1: We have models like that, like for um, Capcom Cup, you know, or, or, I mean, Street Fighter League, but we're seeing it for Capcom. I mean, I'm literally have a stream open on my other screen where they have, they're doing net play, but the analysts are all IRL. Like, the commentators and analysts are all IRL. So, you know, maybe we'll get something like that. I, I don't know. But there are models for it, you know, which is which is also the good thing to talk about. But um, I wanted to throw this over to you, Cypher, of um, both your thoughts on it and, and, and wondering if, if we should also get into some of your lovely questions. Because I think JD and I will also start raging <laughs> yeah when we consider the safety of our fellow smashers
2: <laughs> absolutely yeah so uh i have to pull that back up because honestly i'm not remembering the questions right off the top of my head i wasn't ready for anyway no no worries if part, you also
1: have one just like I have it, do it off I have the it. dome and, and <laughs> I have, have any dome. additional thoughts to add in please oh, do well. also <laughs>
2: Okay, this this is going to go backwards a little bit, the thought that I had before we get into the questions. Y'all remember when we got the Nintendo's response to the C&D? Nintendo really appreciates the passion of the Smash community. And then in their most recent Nintendo Direct, they said something to the effect of, we, we see everyone struggling out here with the pandemic. We, we express our concern. <laughs> the same sort of vibe. They look at us the same way that they look at COVID. It's sort of a, ugh, that's an inconvenient thing that's costing us money.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's so, so frustrating. But yes, to move on to hopefully slightly more positive things to my questions that I had that I had written out earlier today how many times do you think this is actually going to try to go through before the smash world tour actually happens for sure because on the one hand we're all hopeful and optimistic that this will go through and it will succeed at least to the point where we're ready to go into it for 2022 but then there's another flip side of the coin where it all sort of falls apart and i'm not my, i myself am not convinced that it will actually happen so is this going to turn into a third time's the charm, or will it not?
0: Making us predict things, huh?
2: Well, you know, that's that's what the wannabes are all about occasionally. <laughs>
0: that's what we're all about I, sometimes. Uh, I'm a four
1: on this. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the number four for, for my answer.
0: That's how many tries? This is try number two. You think there's two more? This fails and the next one fails? Yes. Holy shit. Okay, let's see. <laughs> um that that
1: generally is the difference between two and four jd well i'm i'm <laughs> seriously i don't know if
0: i missed one for like you're you're that's zero faith that's like i that's like the max we'll
1: get there we'll get there but yeah I, I do think four
0: okay um well then i'll go two and a half
2: right where i think over under two and a half <laughs> no no. You're saying no, three. no what you're saying is three, no then.
0: no no i think this one happens online i consider that a pivot okay so okay Okay. so i think some of these like i think oh i think june's gonna come around and australia is gonna come in and it's gonna be like yeah australia like we're all fine whatever and like oh we're the western world right and you know whatever they have they have their Mm -hmm. event no one gets sick it it runs without a hitch then japan it's july and as Japan's going on, we're looking at these numbers and looking at our watches, like, uh, you know, are we good?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the decision comes last minute to make the Europe online. I think I think that's that's got to be online. So August comes right. and um, slippy down the line, and that might be their number one contingency plan because it, it it might just give Nintendo less time to come up with a cease and desist or less time to come up with a, a case. You know, like I think this is them saying, Hey, we want to do things proper. And then it comes up and they're like, we already started, man. Like we already, cause June 25th, right? That's, that's two weeks before the, the, japan one there's a there's a um plausible deniability of youth uh, of them thinking like we can get we could get through this we could do this properly Mm -hmm. and then it comes to it and they're like shit we we already started the tour it's not fair to the you know like we already started you know we had an irl event we have to keep this going let's just do it on slippy online and then you know what i mean like yeah yeah so two and a half. I think this one goes through, but it, it gets a pivot halfway through.
2: And then my own my own deep suspicion is we get to the first few qualifiers, sorry, not qualifiers, the first few regional events to get you to the finals that happen at the end of the year. And they go through fine. But the first one where online starts to be discussed, Nintendo says... You can continue the ultimate side of things for this year's Smash World Tour, but you got to cancel melees, and that would break all of our hearts and cause more waves uh. of hashtag free melees. But I I do worry that that something like that may end up being the case because would VGBC say? All right. Well, I guess we'll continue with ultimate and enrage the melee side of things by doing that. Or what would happen? That's the thing. There are a lot of ways to address this. There are a lot of butterfly-like trails and decisions and forks in the road that we just won't know till we get there. But I, I, I do hope that it goes through online, and that uh, honestly, I think that a lot of people can get behind that. With all the players that accept Slippy as more legitimate, I think as long as Nintendo can actually let us do that, either by being forced to or otherwise, that would be that would be awesome.
0: Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. All right, you gotta you gotta let's let's say a final question because we gotta we gotta wrap this up soon.
2: Okay. So then. Let's make this a fun question. Let's uh, The wonky question that I was thinking of then. Yeah. Okay. Let's say that we have the Smash World Tour go through up to the finals, either because we went online at some point and that's going on without a hitch. So let's just say that we're online for the Melee side of things. We're trying to make these finals hype. If you can invite on a guest commentator for a few of the top eight sets, or maybe just one, and they don't have to be even closely related to video games it could just be a literal anyone that you could think of off the top of your hat to sort of be like yes promote our event and commentate this at least for a, a 30 minutes give us a block who would you invite
0: hmm. I, I, you you were uh, never gonna guess my answer in a million years
1: i got mine yeah go for your first jd okay i love this answer this question though dude i mean i really would shout out your question i'm so used to shouting out your questions (laughs) yeah thank you thank you for asking this question
0: yeah (laughs) who asked this shout outs to uh oh cypher uh okay (laughs) i would invite ryan seacrest
2: oh oh man
0: here's why here's why so as you may know i've been living with my grandmother since november right for a few months now yep and every morning I go up, I check on her, make sure she like got her breakfast in. She wakes up before me, so just making sure she got her coffee, all that. And once nine rolls around, Ryan and Kelly, every morning, channel seven, like clockwork. And I've been able to catch some of Ryan Seacrest entertaining guests and things he does not understand. And by God, this is the most charming, agreeable man To ever exist on the planet. I I have been swept away by Ryan Seacrest's ability to just accept things he doesn't know. And I think get him on a mic and be like, look, this is your job now. Like half an hour, you have to commentate this game you've never seen before. I think it would be the most clipped, amazing content, like dense block that that would ever happen that's my that's my take interesting who do you got
1: for me all right so for me i think there there are so many people that i i initially thought of right but i think one of the hmm, i think you can have a celebrity right you can have a celebrity and have it be really amazing and, and and get the word out and get the hype out right but as a like fan of the game who would be like do the most honor for melee is where my head's at mm, right?
0: I, I know who you're gonna say now
1: and i don't think you do actually all
0: right i guess i don't
1: um and i think if he actually liked melee oh, okay i think one of the thing, like one person that would do it justice that i would love to see because he would change what like just like the energy that he's brought from everything i've uh, seen him commentate has to be uh tasty steve
0: i don't know who that is
1: he is like one of the hypest tekken street fighter dbc commentators out there and dude like he is hilarious he's lifting up chairs he's standing up (laughs) he's grabbing the commentators by arm like there are so many clips of like the commentator like being like steve my arm you know like (laughs) like i think it's just like the passion that he brings and he would have the fighting game knowledge to have nuance and be able to talk about like the psychology of it Hmm. and still talk about melee and it was hard because i actually was going to go the celebrity route as well uh, my bet would have been on Paul Rudd or Jason Sudeikis or Trevor Noah. Those are my top three celebs. But I think I was thinking of who could really just show how sick Melee is, N- not based on their follower count and their reach. Like obviously, a reach would be amazing, but who would be who would do it the most justice? That being said, I do want to see the you know the Rock with Scar. <laughs> <today>. uh...
0: <laughs> oh man that would that would be so good i think the rock would actually be a, a fantastic commentator he might be better than seacrest now that you mention it <laughs> now i thought you were gonna say say jam
1: oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: that's who i thought you were going to that's
1: fair i chose say Jam's partner in crime oh
0: they i didn't know they they partnered up
1: no no they they, they partner up they, they're uh they're they're a bobby scar uh they're a scar and tof duo gotcha okay yeah yeah yeah. then um i think stage time would be cool but but i think we have so many good analyst commentators in the scene yeah i don't think we have like a commentator that's just like pure absolute raw energy
0: he's yeah okay all right man i i like it i think that um that inspires me for my next block too to just be absolute ape shit (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to watch some of you you have to watch Tasty Steve. You would like his commentary honestly. All right. Obviously. All right. Like like he would turn to the crowd and be like everybody make some noise yeah. All and right, like
2: word. it would be it's really great. Yeah. Okay. And you have to have the right voice for that as well. It can't just be anyone. That sounds awesome. Yeah. For dude. me, if I could bring another commentator from a different sport, Kevin Harlan commentates different types of events but I've seen him commentate football so that I think that his voice is so rich and buttery and he also like can get hype sometimes I think it's the perfect blend of like analyzing and commentating but in terms of just like a random celebrity person uh, that was my suggestion The Rock mm-hmm. getting somebody like that because The so Rock good. <laughs> is like a humongous yeah. following and uh, would appreciate the competition side of it even if he does, has no idea what's happening. And then like a random person that I thought of, Amanda Gorman could be inspired by Melee and make the sickest poem for the next presidential inauguration. <laughs> that, is, that is sick. That
1: is love field that
2: I do love. I, 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 I like it too, but man, that is
0: such a stretch. No, no that is so cool though. I there, love that. There are two things that inspire me, and that is social justice and a sick grand final set of Fox and Falco. Just putting it Dude. out there. Like, nah, man.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking, though, <laughs> can you imagine Paul Rudd being like, Paul, like Scar being like, Paul, who would have thought we would get this far? <laughs> Not me. Not me. <laughs> you know, but, but that's more for the memes. I, I, Did you I see think...
0: that, Dwayne? Yeah, I, I think there's a world where... <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you see that way
0: yes bobby
1: i just saw that
0: oh man oh man that's I, it's, I it's my fun to think about man i don't know
1: my all-time person and 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 i guess this is tribute because you know unfortunately r.i.p i would have gone kobe in a heartbeat i would have gone kobe yeah
0: r.i.p man that's he has,
1: he has such an appreciation for mentality and drive and like the competitor spirit i think it would have been amazing
0: i would have loved so. to to hear kobe give like a like an interview on the winner i think that like kobe interviewing armada or something that mm. like just a, like a long form because him because him like shouting out the game is one thing i think he would be more caught up in like what the hell's going on yeah, yeah. to get really picky but like a legit conversation of him and like melee champions would be the most prime like juicy content that would ever exist. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. We got to wrap yeah, dude, this up. That, we're we're we we <laughs> to,
1: This might be a, sec, a separate section. We'll talk JD. We'll talk.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> fantasy commentator duos will uh we'll put it that question like I out can there.
1: Put Kobe the thumbnail. I feel bad. No, that's that's that's, that's clickbaity as fuck. That's that's too bad, yeah. Uh
0: but anyway, I want to I want to wrap this up by giving a huge shout out to cypher for coming on uh please just let everyone know where they could find your content your podcast what's going on with you man
2: you can find bottom of the smash mountain on just about any podcasting platform but if you are not going to do that right away you can come to twitter at bsm pod on twitter to find the bottom of the smash mountains twitter account or my own personal account at cypher 003 and i'll just go ahead and say that it's been a pleasure to be on you two were one of the two biggest inspirations for me to start my own podcast so i'm very appreciative of how real you made it to me to say actually this is something that i can do so thank you for inviting me on this is like a dream come true kind of thing
0: oh man you well you've been crushing it it was a no-brainer no-brainer to have you on We, we will be collaborating more in the future
1: yes would love to yeah we need to talk about i need a yeah we need to talk also cypher about the about a podcast when we're done recording
2: so. when we're done recording yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that
1: professional
0: thing, yeah you'll whatever. link you'll yeah, link
2: yeah.
1: but see that's the thing right i'm 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 bringing it up in the recording okay all right so people are like oh, <laughs> well
0: we gotta end it all right thank you guys for listening and uh we'll we'll catch you next time